Hello and welcome to Nevergreen. I am your host, Bradley Welling. This is my podcast and it is just me talking for two hours. We're going to have fun here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. You get to hear this for 120 minutes. That's right, me. Who the fuck I'm, is that? I'm you. I'm Bradley Welling. Holy shit. My name is Bradley Welling, and I like... And I like... Cogs in my ass. Hey, man. Hey. <laughs> How you doing today? No, no. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So, yeah, welcome. Uh, this is a general topic podcast. We're just going to chat some shit. And shit some chat. Yeah, probably talk about things yeah. that, you know, most most normal sane people would never, ever want to talk about or hear about. But we're also going to talk about movies and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a topic everyone wants to hear about. It's true. The movies, you know. We all love them, we all watch them. There's very few people that don't watch movies. That's very true. It's true. I have never met a man who has never watched a movie. You know, that's the thing, you know. There aren't, there aren't any. There is no person that hasn't seen a movie, well, TV that's show. Probably, I'm sure there's like Amish people who have never. Actually, that's true, yeah. Maybe like but I've never met an Amish person. Yeah, yeah, that's true. At least, you know, in the UK, the people that you'll meet in your day-to-day life, all of them, you know, will yeah. have seen movies, they will have seen TV. And we're not just going to talk about stuff like that. We're going to talk about random things. You know, things of randomness. It's going to be an interesting topic when we get to it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what might happen to a man if he's locked in a room yes. for, for, what was it, 21 days? 21 days. Yeah. We're also going to talk about, what else were we going to talk about? We had another specific topic we were going to bring up. Mm. Another specific topic we were going to We had about. another specific topic we were going to bring up. What was it? We were talking about it on the field. The owl, the no, there was something else. I yeah, there was something else. But now you brought up the owl. Should we talk about the owl? Oh, the owl, man! That was a weird. That was a weird scenario. It was. It was like it was something I'd never experienced. So, me and my good friend Hector, who maybe one day we'll have on the podcast. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we we were in a we were in a field listening to music, having a good time when a gentleman. Our age begins to approach us, and we were like, "Oh no, we're gonna, we're gonna get in trouble somehow. Maybe this field is actually owned by this man, <laughs> and we are trespassing." <laughs> He's about to tell us off, give us a smack for some He's called the police, yeah. but instead, he walks over. He's like, "You alright, guys?" Uh, and then he lifts his arm up, and a big white fucking owl. Just a massive fucking Spawns bird onto his arm. <laughs> Just fucking flies out of the sky and lands onto his fucking leather glove. It was incredible. And then he was like, I, I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to tell you what to do or anything. You know, I'm not in that position. But I was wondering, is there any chance uh, if you could move because um, yeah, your music... he was music, so polite. Why was he, was he so the most polite? polite man he was the, the most world. polite man you could ever hope You know what I think he was? He's trying to raise his owl correctly. You know, he wants his yeah. owl to <laughs> His owl was watching and being like, okay, I'm going to be like yeah. this. <laughs> but he was like, yeah, but you, the music and the voices, is there any chance, you know, you could just go a little bit further? I, again, I can't tell you what to do. And he was a very nice man. He, he was. He was the nicest man you could hope to meet. And we were like, yeah, 
we, we moved. Why wouldn't you move for the man with an owl on his arm? You don't stand up to that man. No. There's, there was fear in our eyes, but also love for that beautiful <laughs> I mean, owl. I mean, he came over and like for half a second, we both just kind of like stood there in awe that like, you know, we were out smoking and a man with a fucking giant owl on his arm just came up to us. <laughs> and at first I was like, bro, what, what's happening? I can is honestly it, say it's real? never happened to me. I've never been in a situation. I don't think many people have had a man with a giant owl approach them. I hope point. it happens again, though. I hope we meet him again, because yeah, he was maybe a maybe lovely man. Maybe it will. It was, you know, it was destiny. It was meant to be. It was. So. It was meant to be. Yeah, it was. Right, well, I've already... Yeah, I've forgotten what the other topic was, so let's move straight on to this, this Vsauce video. Before we talk about the actual thing, we should talk about the source of it. Vsauce... Uh, Michael here <laughs> is a uh, educational YouTuber. I guess you could describe him. Yeah, kind of like in, into psychology and mathematics. Yeah, and he, my favorite video of his, personally, is he made this video. It was a great video about the uncanny valley. Yeah, which I've is seen which that. is like the effect where something that isn't human looks human, like mannequins and masks and all that sort of stuff, and how that is like innately creepy to a person. Like he does really interesting stuff like that. Yeah. So he had a YouTube original show, Mind Field, which is now available uh, for free. Which I didn't know until you. Which told you didn't me. know, and which is great because I love Vsauce, but I was never going to pay yeah. to watch. I mean, I remember originally That's seeing him releasing them. And, you know, they were only available if you bought them or there was, like, a streaming service. You had to yeah, the YouTube, YouTube uh, Red. Yeah, uh, the, that was yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, and you couldn't, you couldn't get them. I remember when they came out, he released, like, a couple the, I think, YouTube. yeah, the first one or two were free, I yeah. think. Yeah, like, he released a couple on YouTube for people to watch, to kind of, like, you know, let people get invested or interested in it. <laughs> Come on, kiddies, watch my show! <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but no, I couldn't, I couldn't justify it, so I never saw it. I didn't know he released it for free. Yeah. So, yeah, no, and, and it's fucking good. It's very good. And we watched the uh, the very first episode, which is called Isolation. And man, it's a it's a roller coaster of emotions. So, the main premise is that Vsauce Michael here, uh, he locks himself in a room for for three days. Three days, Morty. We're gonna be locked in this room for three days. He, he was. He was locked in the room for three. Three days. days. Seventy two hours. He spent alone in a white room with no. The headphones unplugged. Is that important? Nah, it'll be fine. With no, you know, with no, no distraction. There's nothing. So he was basically in, a, like, a box, a plain square box with no windows. The door was painted white. The walls were white tiles. The ceiling light was permanently on. It was a white LED light. All you know, there was like a toilet and a piece of furniture in there, both of which were white. He also yet, ha he had no food. He was drinking like shakes. Like, yeah, so he had like he had like nine shakes to last him the three days, and he had like a bunch of bottle of waters, and you know all of those were white as well. The whole room was just white, and he was dressed in white. The only colour he there. would see was his poo. <laughs> <laughs> but he had to stay in there for seventy two hours, and like on the first on the first like like sleep cycle. He, he only slept for like five hours and he woke up and he thought it was he like... He woke up at like four in the morning. He woke up at four, four in the morning and thought, oh, it's like... He was saying on camera, oh, it's like 9am, 10am. But no, he was like... And then it got to the end and he was 12 hours. He thought it was Saturday and he was supposed to come out, but he was actually 12 hours behind. Well, at one point he was like a full 24 hours. Yeah, imagine. Now imagine the, that. Now, the, before he went into the room, they actually say on camera that... 
uh, yeah, they say that three days in a room like this with this like lack of stimulation is enough to cause like permanent brain damage. So he was like risking a lot walking into this room. And yeah, and Michael Stevens is one of the most powerful brains. He's got yeah. such big dick energy, almost as much as the owl man. No, he's, he's a genius. He's, he's no, a he genius. Is, he, is, he really he's like, is. He's like, an incredibly clever human being. And he, yeah, and you could really see the effect it had on him. Like, he was not happy. Yeah. By the end yeah. of it. You, you, could, you could see, like, at the beginning, he had so much energy. You know, his brain was whirring. He was confident. Stuff. Like, he was like, he was oh, I can do this, you know? 72 hours isn't and then, anything. And then he thought it was time to go out. And in an actual fact, he had 12 more hours till he could leave. And those 12 hours were where he, like, started to break. Yeah. Like, he started to, like, freak out. And he mentions how his dreams had like turned into him in the room and thus his dreams and his reality were bleeding into each other like he didn't know when he was dreaming and when he was awake which is like a terrifying thought it's a really weird concept horrifying concept and like and like towards towards the end he obviously starts to bug out and he went up to the door and tried you know and opened it and like peeked out and all of the experimenters were like what no yeah. Get back in. Oh my god! And, and like yeah, and then he went back inside. But yeah, he 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 started to break. He starts yeah. to break. What was it we were saying? There was a person that did it for what twenty one days. Yeah. So because uh yeah. So for some context, we are both uh media boys. Uh, I am a scriptwriter for film and television, and Hector is. Website developer. He's a website developer, but he's also a cracking cinematographer and editor. You are. You're, you're a good boy at that shit. You know what you're doing with a camera. Yeah. And yes, and I had, when we watched it, we you know, it fucked us both up a bit because it's a terrifying concept. <laughs> and I thought, let's, this could be a fun thing for a podcast. Let's plan a movie together. Me, Hector, and whoever listens to this, except you won't really contribute much. You, you won't, yeah. <laughs> You're just listening. Don't, you don't, don't really, get too hyped up. You don't that. need to be here, okay? We're letting you in. You, you should be paying us for this shit. Yeah. But, <laughs> but essentially, yeah, let's plan a horror movie. And the the main idea of it was how, how far can we take it? Now, the original premise was three weeks. So a man is trapped in essentially the exact same room that Michael Stevens uh, Vsauce Michael here was trapped in where it's just a white cube and everything's white and completely you know the door's locked the that, that, that was a difference off. in in Vsauce's video he could leave whenever he wanted yeah and he chose like he was determined to last the, the full at one point he did like open the door and peek out but he came back in which we theorised uh, because they say in it that they thought that he had a dream and he got confused we theorised two possible dreams either he dreamed that he had like escaped the room or he dreamed that he was locked in. And, and he, that, he, he, like, he started to bug out thinking, oh my God, what yeah. if I'm locked in? So he had to check to the door. Yeah. yeah. Because at that point, you would start to question reality for being in there for so long. Eventually, you'd be like, hang on a second. What if I'm locked in here? I have to check. Yeah, man. Like, it would destroy you. <laughs> you would eventually have to try and open the door. But he was a chad and he he survived. You know, he yeah, did yeah. it. He went back in. He went back he in. He went back in. But yeah, so he's locked in. And the man has left him enough food and water and resources to last a month and tells him that in three weeks he will inform the place of where he is. 
and that's the entire movie. It's one man in a room in this terrible situation. How is he going to cope? But that's just the groundwork. That doesn't actually have to be the entire movie. We could do some flashback shit. We can yeah. show who's locked him in the room. There might Let's plan need, it yeah, now. Yeah, like there'll, there'll need to be reasons why. That, you know, it can't just be, you know, the intro to the movie can't be random guys inside a room you know yeah. it, you need to give a backstory you need to talk about yeah and that's what we're gonna do now it. man yeah. alright so first of all is three weeks too long <laughs> should we make it two I mean no I think I like think 21 three, days you see when when you're thinking about something like this you know I feel like most people would say oh you know after those three days I'd be freaking out trying to open the door try to get out after, after five days I'd definitely be like freaking out but yeah, okay, so let's say, you know, it's been five days, you're in there for five days instead of the three days. And you've been in there and you're thinking, my God, they have to let me out sometime soon. And if the door is locked, you know, you go, you, you, you spam the door trying to open the door. At what point do you freak out? Like knowing that, you know, you know rationally, okay, I'm just in an experiment. People are watching me. They have to let me out in five days. Otherwise, you know, it's illegal for them to do that. They have to let me out in five days. At what point would you realistically break and start like, you know, being like, guys, okay, this is over. You have to let me out. But that's also, that's another angle we could go in with the film. Whether or not he actually believes there are guys watching. Whether or not he actually believes anyone will come. Maybe he believes he's just left there to die. Yeah. You know. But yeah, so taking taking that idea, take it a step further. Let's say like you know you've been trying the draw, you're shouting, you've been in there for seemingly for ages, you've been in there for seven days, eight days. Could you do you, do you think a person, a normal person, would actually have what it takes to kill themselves? And that can be that like the that can be the main idea of the film the main theme because like, like how far like i don't i don't think i don't think you know briefly thinking about it you don't really think about what that actually means do you actually like you know there's people that are depressed you know there's lots of people that you know will feel that way but to be without any kind of tool to let you do it other than like a sink and a toilet would you actually have what it takes to do that yeah. that would take extreme you'd need to be extremely damaged to be able to do that and the journey room, but, and the journey leading up to that would be an interesting journey to look at. But this room seems like it damages you, man. You know, look at Vesos was in there for three days, and two days in, he mentally felt like he had already been in there for the entire time. Yeah. Like, he, like, like twenty-one days, an extra day. So let, he was in there for three days. He believed he was in there for four, essentially. Yeah. So let's let's take it let's take it like that. So if the person is in there for 21 days uh, 21 days it could feel like two months it would feel like no it would, it would feel like plus, plus a third two days is two thirds you add an extra third to it it'd be 30 he believed he'd be in there for 31 days an extra 10 fucking days like more than a whole week man yeah would, and, and the thing is would he trust that the letter is real you know in this situation when it's when when you when you're looking at something that surreal does he even believe that it's real life you know because if you think about it for him logically it would actually be more probable that he is dreaming as a fact as like you know a statistical fact logically it would be more probable that he just fell asleep at home and is and is having a dream 
than that that would actually happen because the chance of that happening is so small it seems so unrealistic would he even believe that he's in like the real world uh, yeah this is yeah that that's there's so much the idea of the film could delve into so let's let's all right, let's start at the beginning all right who is this guy you know what age is he what does he do how does he see the world because resource is a very specific man and okay. we saw how he broke let's assume the person doing this has a reason for doing this so oh, I, no, think, no, I mean the guy who's in the yeah, I know, I know. So to figure that out, you need to understand the person, the motives of the person doing it. So what does doing that to someone achieve? And then if you figure out what it achieves, you can figure out why they would do it. If you see what I mean. So what what would doing that what would doing that to someone ultimately do? What what are the like you know like meanings behind doing that to someone? All right, filmmaker brain. I would script right brain whether I would say if he's in there for 21 days maybe maybe he did something to someone over a 21 day period and they want him to feel the way that person did over that 21 days but something to do with it'll be something to do with isolation because he's isolating him on his own making him question things but I think the time's this I need I think the time needs to be connected to the motive yeah it could be that you know maybe he has partner or someone close to him who he manipulated and like you know kept he you know maybe he was abusive and he kept someone at home restricted them from seeing people restricted them from going out trapped them in their room permanently made them question everything about their life you know that's kind of all the things that happens when you know a lot of the time you get people that will do that to someone in a relationship mm. they'll completely control them and abuse them like mentally so the guy in the room is a, like he's a bad guy but obviously he doesn't deserve this yeah kind of like you know not to rip off saw but you know <laughs> you i feel like <laughs> i feel like you know it kind of unless unless the person doing it maybe they are just doing it on an innocent person but they have a very personal Sort of like serial killers. A serial killer, a serial killer will do something because of an inner affliction or something that happened to them in their past. Similar, so like you know, a man that you know murders people in a certain way is because of a way that you know a traumatic past event. Maybe I don't know. I kind of like the idea of like, like yeah, the abusive relationship. Maybe he was in a relationship with a girl for fucking years, and the last twenty-one days of that relationship was hell. Eventually, the girl escaped him. She gets with a new guy. Uh, something happens that triggers her kind of trauma, her post-traumatic stress. She can't take it. She, you know, kills herself. He blames the, the ex, and he goes after the ex. And he knows how bad that last 21 days got, so he wants to give him 21 days of hell. Maybe something like that. I don't know. That's just me spitballing, you know? Yeah. I feel like I feel like a man would need more motivation to do something like that, or he was already unhinged. If you know what I mean, to do something that insane, you would need to be already like a severely unhinged person to be able to do that. To someone, because think about where did he get the setup? How did he get the setup? If he was like That's someone, true. if he's like someone who's been festering in like mental agony anguish and torment of like you know he's completely insane a murderer he maybe up over his lifetime and it's like his it's his like magnum opus this is his experiment or something the guy who's putting the guy in the room the bad guy that's the ex 
he had a brief 21 day relationship with this girl he thinks she's the love of his life she leaves him and gets with this new guy and he's like nah like I had my 21 days of happiness I'm going to give him 21 days of hell it all goes back to 21 days of hell but that's the thing it needs to it needs how, to does he, how does he how does he get the setup to do that who is he that's the thing who is he I mean to, to do that you would need at least some sort of power like money or land or yeah. something like that what's the horror movie that's about like really really rich people and they set up like a like a would you rather torture chamber for people uh, that movie's called Would You Rather really <laughs> yeah. I'd never have guessed it's got Ricky from the Trader Pub Boys in is it actually yeah in fact, I watched cool. that before I watched Trailer Pub Boys, and I never noticed. And then I rewatched Would You Rather, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> That's very cool. It is. But, yeah, like, maybe, I don't know. So, yeah, maybe he is, he's rich, but he is, he's rich, but he is slightly disturbed. And the re- and that's why she tried to, like, she tried to make it work. Yeah. Because he's rich. She was a bit of a gold digger, you know? Yeah. And he was happy, but... He wasn't, you know, she very much wasn't. And the money wasn't worth it. So she leaves and gets with a, every man. A guy who's an actual genuine nice soul. Yeah. He can make him a really nice guy. Yeah. And he's fucking hates it. And he's like, nah, man. Again, I, I'm going to, this is the third time I'm going to say this today. I've had my 21 days of good. You're going to have 21 days of hell, you know. Because it's got to come down to 21 yeah, days so of let's, hell. Yeah, so let's, yeah, that, that could be it. That could be it. Maybe, maybe this man, maybe... Oh, maybe oh. maybe the rich man is abusive. Like you know, throughout the stars of the movie, you start to see that this man is showing kind of signs of like controlling. He doesn't want the he wants he doesn't want the girl seeing anyone, going anywhere, doing things. It's kind of an introduction into what this man enjoys doing to people. He enjoys making people feel isolated and controlling them and keeping them. And then she breaks up with him, and he explodes with rage, seething with rage. Maybe the room was meant for her. But she escapes. Well, and then and then she goes to a new man, and he just goes completely insane and kidnaps him and puts him in this fucking room. Maybe she was because the anger really needs to be directed to the man. So maybe he also finds out she was like cheating on him. Yeah, maybe it's cheating. Yeah, maybe she doesn't leave him. She he finds her cheating yeah. with this guy. Oh, he finds that she's been cheating for the past twenty one days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, that's good, that's good. And and with rage, he puts him in this room, locks him in there. However, what is the motive for him letting him out? For him, so, you know, he's put him in there, but if he just puts him in there and never specifies that he's going to come out, then, you know, obviously he's going to have to break it some Well, point. I just thought of a really dark ending. Really dark ending for it. The room maybe has the door has an automatic lock, like a like an electronic one. Twenty one days are up. The door unlocks. He opens it. Cement, concrete wall. He's never leaving the room, and he survived that twenty one days. Is that too I dark? Know. I don't know, man. I it's love like, dark endings. You know that. Because the thing is, it's you know. Yeah, that's a seriously fucked ending. But at the same time, you'd be leaving out a big portion of, like, stuff that would happen afterwards, aren't you? You're kind of cutting it short. That's such a... That would be, like, such a... 
from the viewer's perspective, I'd be so triggered. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, how about this? We show him, like, you know, the police coming, escaping. We show all of that. And then we have that reveal. So we show what could have happened. And then we cut to the reveal that, no, he didn't leave. He actually, he opened that door. He opens the door, there's a big bright light. And through the bright light, there's police. And then at the end, we recreate the shot. He opens it to the concrete. And you realise, like, oh, no. He, he hallucinated all of that. And the audience can feel that. So they could be like, no, that probably is what actually happened. But, or maybe it didn't. Maybe maybe he was just mentally traumatised by that wall and mentally he never escaped. However, however. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's <been> cut. <clears throat> Who's this character with the squeaky <laughs> My name's Squeaky Jim. Squeaky Jim. Squeaky boy. He's joined us for a chat. However, we would be leaving out a big part of like character exploration because we would never see how he would react after coming outside because that's a big part how would you react if you've survived for for 21 fucking days inside one room and someone opens the door like you're seeing human faces in the real world for the first time you know what it's actually gonna sound really weird but i burn him inside does that really well and for him, by the end, the idea of that one is that he, like, doesn't want to leave the room. He does, but he doesn't think he can. Maybe that's how it ends. He can't leave the room by the end. Like, he's too scared to. He, he, he's accepted his life in the room. Because, yeah, it's now, when you spend that much time in there, it's now, like, it's consumed all, like, everything. It's all you know. You know, you've been in there for such a long time. He doesn't even recognise his wife's face. When when he sees her again, man, there's so many possible endings you could do for it. Yeah, man, he could come out and be totally unhinged, and then start doing it to other people. So now he becomes the like the nah, insane person, and he, and he starts doing it to other people. Nah, I don't think audiences would appreciate that. No, nah, either that's too like cringe. No, not cringe, but just like. I don't think the audience would find that necessary. I think they'd be like, because that, that seems like we're opening it to like a franchise. <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, like it's going to be a new Freddy Krueger. <laughs> like, the, 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 the 21 day room killer. Like, no, no, I like the idea that this experience, this experience as, as far up as it is, has happened to this one man. He has to yeah. live with that. Yeah. You know, and he, he like, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to give that to someone. Or maybe he does. Maybe the ending is he, he locks the wife in the room because he wants her to know how it feels. Maybe he locks them both in the room. He drags, he, he hides her into the room and he, he forces the lock closed. And he he's like, we're, we're, we live here now. Yeah. <laughs> we're room people now. We're room people. <laughs> we are room people. Oh, that's brilliant. But yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like it would be interesting to see how a person would react to coming back into the real world would he become completely isolated would he stop talking to all of his friends will it have, will it essentially will it actually have destroyed his life or will he just go on as things were before because spending that much time would you just completely would it wipe you clean what would it do to you I kind of I think it kind of it also kind of depends like we haven't talked much about it but it depends on who he is who is this guy entering the yeah. room how strong is he is he Bruce Wayne? Because I feel like Bruce Wayne could do it. If any human could do it, it'd be Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Most definitely. 
but that's the thing we're not gonna end we're not gonna have the ending of the thing be like he came out totally fine he yeah. overcame all the odds no this is gonna fuck this man up yeah <laughs> I mean it would because, we just you know, gotta we think about to, how much we need, we need to keep it real because you need to think about what would be the stages that this man would go through I theorise that at first after a while what stages did Vsauce go through well it's different for Vsauce because he had like another layer of he knew protection. he could be released yeah. he, first of all and he knew he first of all yeah, yeah. he knew people were watching so there was like the social pressure of not looking ridiculous on camera and then there was also knowing that you know kind of like the calming sense that he is chosen to go in here <laughs> sorry just, he set just quickly you, you mentioned the part about not looking ridiculous on camera he did technically poo on camera I mean no there's it's like it was hidden from camera yeah but there's camera footage of him you could probably hear him doing a poo. <laughs> yeah, the obviously they're going to cut that. Yeah, but that footage exists. The footage yeah, but I mean, like, you know, him the going people, <laughs> the, his family and people watching, if he does anything, like, you know, super weird. Do you think... I know, obviously, they would never have shown it, but here's a question for you. Do you reckon he masturbated? No, no, he wouldn't have done. Not, Not in front of his mom. family, no. No, oh, because that's another thing. his mum was there, watching. Yeah, but, the okay, cameras. but here's a question then. How much is the our main character going to masturbate? That, How much would you use that? That is a really interesting part to bring into Because if you've got nothing to do, no other stimulus, but eventually, like, it would grind down. Like, you'd get, you wouldn't even know how many times you've masturbated in how much of a short period. Yeah. Man, no, I, th- I think that's too weird of an area to tell them to for the film. <laughs> but it's realistic. It, it is real, but it is it is weird to think about. But I don't want to. I don't want to delve into that because then that's delving into like a whole like weird sexual aspect of human nature, which isn't no. And that's not fit for YouTube either. So we're gonna give that a miss. Oh, but I think fair. I think one part of V Source is one that would be lacking from this which is interesting is social pressure like you know if you knew that your friends and your family were watching you you would like in the back of your mind be like okay don't do anything too crazy people are watching you alright but this guy isn't going to have that he can go crazy he can go mental straight away another possible ending he comes out of the room he discovers that all of it was broadcast it was all live streamed everyone in the world was watching oh my gosh that would be so embarrassing they all watched him go mad it's like a treatment it's like a fucked up treatment show ending no <laughs> no just no <laughs> but like that's true he had Vsauce had like extra layers of protection no it is yeah what if what if he was just so you know if this man is just put in there and on the letter it says you've been kidnapped you're being let out in 21 days what would you do would you go mental I feel like I feel at like first that, uh, you'd have yeah. like calm sort of fearful realisation but you know it would be, you'd, be, you'd be calm no, to right. know I'm going to be out in 21 days no I actually disagree I think that at first it would be anger it'd be like what is this you know you'd be trying to bust your way out of the room you'd be like what's going on here that's a good point yeah yeah I would feel uh, yeah I would immediately be like what the fuck like, I, I feel like I would immediately get angry I and feel, panicate yeah I think it, it depends on your personality I'd probably think right, so about it before we get into to discuss this any further then who is this guy what sort of guy is going in this room yeah, we've got okay. to figure it out what if he is like all right i mean as we know there are only two types of people jocks and nerds those are the only two genders first of all we need to think about what type of person would be most interesting that's true. In, 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 that's the most important thing the source was interesting but i don't know if you want a b source we don't want to say i think smart i think i think something important is for this person to be relatively 
self-aware and intelligent to yeah. be able to understand what's going on because otherwise if it's someone who kind of like doesn't have much like awareness like you know lacks I don't intelligence think he, I don't think they're just going to freak out he shouldn't be as smart as Vito I don't think he should be like a psychologist no he shouldn't be like, a psychologist he shouldn't, not, he shouldn't understand what's happening to yeah. him it's like you know your average average you know working working class man that's like you know got a decent job yeah. you know has a nice car has a nice house good family he's hard working you know he's a good guy I think, I think or that. we could we we make it like a school teacher who has like a basic knowledge of it, you know. Basic knowledge of psychology, so he, well, so he will kind of have sort of like self awareness of what's happening to him. Yeah, maybe he's like, wow, I wish I discussed this in lesson. Yeah, maybe that could be a part of it. Maybe he gives like imaginary lessons out loud. He just speaks them out loud like he's speaking to a class. Yeah, this is the other thing. Involvements in, like, you know, what he did in his life, like, actually, actually did day to day in his life before entering this room, because that would have a big, you know. Well, just, I mean, just quickly. If he, I was, think if like he was a football player, he'd be like finding something to kick around on the floor. If he was like a musician, he'd be singing or like trying to play music. Just the thing is ironic that my first film is at the end of the wall, and this one's going to be at the end of the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's actually really cool. That's, that's perfect. Yeah, that's what you want. Yeah. Yeah, fucking. I don't think we should make him like a famous figure or anything. We don't want. We want him to be an every man. We don't want like national attention. Yeah. Because also, I feel like if it was like a faint, like if a Leo DiCaprio was in that situation, I feel like he would feel like he was gonna get found. They'd be like, he'd be like, people are looking for me. This guy should be like, who's gonna look for me? Yeah. Who's, who yeah. important is looking for me? Right it now? adds the extra element of you know extra pressure. Yeah. You know, because realistically. If you're, well, even then, at what point is he going to question whether or not he's actually going to be let out? You know, because 21 days is a long time. At some point, the, you know, the thought is going to come into his mind, they're not letting me out. Yeah. I'm never getting out of here. You know, he's going to start, like, going crazy at some point thinking that. When would it be? And yet, it depends on his character. Who is he? Exactly. Who is this man? If it was a school teacher... I kind of like this. What do you think of the school teacher angle? I like the kind of like lectury angle of it. Maybe a university lecturer, mm. like you know, a lecturer. He lectures in front of people. You know, he's usually around people. He he talks. He you know, he gives monologues, and that will be helpful for filming it as well. Because if he's giving monologues, then it's like you know, that's dialogue. Yeah, and that's going to be a big part of it because I mean, Vsauce did it too, but obviously he had the cameras. But I feel like you'd have to talk to yourself. Yeah, like you, you would have to. I mean, I mean, I I personally have like a second. What do you call it? A second. Yeah, like a second voice. Yeah, like yeah. a second voice all the time. You know, when I'm thinking or doing stuff through the day, you're like, you know, you're talking to yourself. You're talking <laughs> a, through a dark passenger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you know, we we would want that type of person because you know it builds interesting dialogue. If it's just someone there doing stuff, if it's all based on visuals, I feel like that's not only quite challenging, but it might be if done wrong. Which it could be done wrong easily if it was all visuals. You yeah. know, it'd be disinteresting. It yeah, be. No. you know, there's actually a good film uh, that did do it in a visual way. Have you ever heard of the film Gerald's Game? No. So it's based on a Stephen King book, and it's based on a woman called Jesse and her husband Gerald. <laughs> Gerald, <laughs> his game, That's funny. and uh, they go to a, a cabin in the woods uh, in the middle of nowhere for kinky, kinky sex stuff. And she gets handcuffed to the bed, and then in the middle of kinky, kinky sex, uh, he has a massive heart attack and dies. <laughs> and she's left handcuffed to the bed. And the way they do it there, because she's left alone for a while, 
uh, and the way they do it there is that she hallucinates one a, another her in the room talking to her and two the husband coming back to life and talking to her so it's actually like a three-way conversation between her her and her <laughs> but yeah that's a visual way of doing it i like the idea of him actually like having a conversation with himself having out a, loud in, a, in, a, in a dialogue yeah yeah like properly being like like he's going crazy properly being like no i can't do that well yeah you can actually you can do that well no 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 yeah like, like actually, properly, yeah that like, could be some powerful acting yeah you know? or i mean uh, he builds to that you know like he yeah, it would be it would be a transition point. it would be a slow mental yeah. transition into insanity and you could really delve as an actor if you were good at acting you could delve into all of the emotions thoughts feelings that you go through while slowly and slowly you know what that could be a good way that could be a good way of figuring out what sort of person it is what sort of actor yeah what how how do you think is a good way what do you think is a good portrayal of this do you want someone who loses their mind like in what way in what way is it good okay i'm gonna suggest this and it's it's not because of the film joker it isn't (laughs) okay because this is—it's not. I promise. <laughs> I promise. Yeah, it's not okay, okay, from okay, yeah. But Walking Phoenix, maybe maybe someone of like his kind of style, you know. Especially if he's like because like that's a question like because a lecturer, a university a university lecturer, they're not they're not too old. <laughs> what about who's who's they're not, the they're who's not, the, they're not, they're uh, not who's the bald guy? They're beautiful. Who plays in that horror movie where he's the schizophrenic and he kidnaps two girls? Oh, fucking, um, fucking Pat- Professor Xavier. Yeah. Pat- Patrick Stewart and James McAvoy. James McAvoy. James McAvoy. Yeah. I feel like he could be quite good at that sort of thing. Yeah, to be fair. He has, he, like, he he has quite good, good range. I think he'd be good, you know. So, yeah, so yeah, like a younger man, like yeah. 30s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a work, you know. A guy a guy with energy, so you can kind of see that energy slowly deplete. Yeah. Yeah. Like Vsauce. Vsauce had a ton of energy. He did, yeah. He had so in. much energy at the start. You could tell he was thinking, doing stuff, you know, running his mind around and around in circles, staying busy. And eventually, you know, you can only go through the same thought process so many times. And eventually he just ran out of steam and he was literally just lying down, sitting down, not saying anything, not doing anything, not moving. Yeah, but I, I just thought of an, an angle we could go that would be like really cool. And it, it, the actor would have to be dedicated. It would have to be Christian Bale, all right? Yeah. So at first, he's trying to keep himself busy, like Vsauce was. He's doing exercise. So we actually start to see him build a bit of muscle. Yeah. And then, once he withers, once he loses the energy, we see him wither back down. Yeah. And we see him get skinnier. Yeah. Like, we see him try... Like, we see him pushing the to try physical, and reach his height the physical, and then like, drop back to the yeah. boat. Yeah, the sort of, like, physical loss that he's made. Yeah. And how he how he was trying to turn it into a positive, and it turned into an even worse negative, you know. So he moves past that phase because you know how. So realistically, you know, let's say it's a Christian Bale type character. I feel like yeah, a young Christian Bale would be. But how old is he now? Now he's. I love Christian Bale. He's a fantastic actor. But no, I feel like if we want a younger one, he's 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 pushing. He's pushing like fifty. I think I think James McAvoy. James McAvoy would be a good one. Yeah, I don't know how much physical. Like he got buff for Split. He did. He did get buff for Split, but I don't know about him like getting skinny. Yeah. When? He is a skinny, dude. Yeah, That's but how he's like, built. yeah, but we're to, like, if he's already skinny, we need him to get really skinny in order that's, to show it. That's that's easy for his body type, definitely. 
definitely, definitely. But like, what what type of character is that? What what would he look like? What would he talk like? How would he act? You know, this situation hasn't happened yet. He's out in the wild. How he is start, he? Well, first of all, he starts with short hair and ends it with long. Yeah, well, longer. Yeah. Uh, he uh, fucking. Yeah, no, he he, st- he starts off as like, you know, he he was an upbeat guy. You know, he was a university lecturer. He loves people. Yeah, yeah. You know? he, yeah. And he knows that, you know, he loves talking. You know, he loved, he, he loves hearing the sound of his own voice. He knows yeah. that he's a, he's a, he's a good... Are we, are, we going, are we going more on the nerdy side or more on, like, the serious side? Start off nerdy. Yeah. And move to serious. Because you can't stay optimistic in a situation like yeah. that. Yeah, we see we see him drain. Yeah, and maybe so, that's so, you yeah. think so. If he gets out, maybe that's how he's irreversibly changed. He's no longer that sort of upbeat guy. So he comes in with a lot of you know. He comes with a lot of social energy. He has social energy. He likes yeah. to talk. He likes to you know have active energy, socializing with people. You start to see it slowly wear away. And we see him do shit like Vsauce did, where he's you know he's he's like patting his legs and he's counting. You know, like he's trying to keep his mind occupied. Maybe he's like fucking saying aloud a novel or some shit yeah. like that. You know, we hear him counting in like nine thousand nine hundred seventy two, nine thousand nine hundred seventy three. <laughs> one million. <laughs> oh my god! But the thing is, he could. Well, no, in one, twenty-one fucking days. No, one million seconds is like. It's, it's like years. There's eighty thousand seconds in a day. No, one one million. Or is it one billion? One billion seconds is like thirty four years. Yeah, so I'm saying a million. So a million would be, it'd be quite close. There's eighty thousand seconds in a day. So eighty thousand times twenty is one million six hundred thousand. So he would be able. Wow. To get to a million seconds well he's not going to do that because that'd be a boring film watching a man counting <laughs> 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 most time is spent counting to a million <laughs> that's the movie that's it <laughs> the movie's a million seconds long <laughs> <laughs> it's called a million <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's good and yeah and yeah so yeah he starts off upbeat and when he when he's in the room yeah so he, he starts off with that flash of anger you know where he's you know he, he's banging at the door like what's going on once he calms down he you know he, he's like oh, okay you know i've got you know i don't let you don't let myself break down here you know i've got, I've got to keep myself thinking gotta think gotta think and you know we see him yeah try and keep himself positive and you know eventually we start to realize hold on he's talking to himself a lot more now he's like uh, originally it was comments but now he's having full conversations with himself yeah. like did he just get angry at something he just said how could he offend himself what's going on yeah 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 there's a third one now. the slow <laughs> descent into madness yeah and where and, and especially because if he is in a, in a room like that and he can't like his time is subjective he won't even see how far he's fallen what will come first loss of energy anger at what point do you think you would become angry because i i i would definitely become angry that at is some so, point yeah. at some point in this sort of situation with the amount of loss like you've basically lost your family your life everything you're going to be angry but at what point do you turn angry for me i think i'd be at my angriest when to me it feels like it's been 21 days yeah like when it feels like it's been over that i'd be pissed i'd be so 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 when it first you know the situation is first introduced i would start with anger but eventually that anger would dissipate but then it would build back up once i feel like i should have been released already yeah and that's 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 the question would would you let the anger consume you and you would you give up before the 21 days or would you would you 
in human nature just survive because that's 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 the thing you know people have difficulty even even you know people with severe depression will have difficulty overcoming you know the challenge of doing that actually doing that so yeah, it's, a, it's a hard thing to like thinking about it and doing it is a very different story especially there's reason- when there's there's nothing there to help you do it you you would have to like bash your head on the sink yeah oh fuck yeah i didn't even think about that yeah here's a good question what's his sleeping arrangement does he have like a pillow in bed or is it just like a mattress i'd say probably this this the same as what was in uh resources episode so they just have like a mattress on on a bed so it's a small single bed and he has one pillow with one pillow yeah and white bedding you know enough to sleep perfectly fine but the light's always on. The light's always on, and it's yeah. very bright. Yeah, and that's the thing again, going back to it. If you've just, you know, you've woken up, you're like, how the fuck did I get here? What? I, I, was, I was in my house earlier. How did I get here? Would you actually believe that it was real? I don't think I would believe it was real, because it would be so improbable. It would make no sense. How, how am I here? It doesn't make sense. How did I get here? This is impossible. This hasn't happened to anyone. There's nothing like this has ever been on the news. This type of shit isn't real. This is, this is made up. I'm dreaming. Well, that is if he was to just wake up there, but that mean he'd probably have the memory of, like, you know, being drugs, or maybe the guy attacked him or something like that. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't remember how he got there. So you think you, you would establish that? You wouldn't just have him not knowing how he got there? Well, well he's already going to have some idea because of the note from the kidnapper. So I feel like it would just be, like, added benefit. Well, not added benefit. I mean, it doesn't even need to be said, but, like, there's no reason why he can't remember being... Or, like, he can try and recollect, you know, as, like, you know, like, where the fuck was I? Like, what happened? Like, kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. How did I get here? How did I? How did he get how there? How did he get there? <laughs> how did he get there? Speaking of Rick and Morty. Oh yeah, <laughs> let's, let's take Rick a quick and break. And take then, a quick break and you know and discuss we'll some some fucking Rick and Morty. The new season is out. Yeah, it's three episodes of season five have aired, and you know what? They are three episodes of Rick and Morty of. Season five. <laughs> yeah, they are. That's, that's, that's what they are. It's true. That is what it says on the tin. Don't doubt me. That's what it says on the tin. And the they're brilliant. They, yeah, well, well, well. Let's talk. Yeah. The first episode, I'm going to try... All right, here's a, here's a fun game. I'm going to try and remember the title of all of them. I think I know the last two. I think the first one was called... It wasn't anything to do with Nimbus. I can't remember what the fuck it was. It wasn't anything to do with Nimbus. Um... Okay, no, I don't know. Yeah. The first one well, it was a fun one, though. I know the last two. I know them. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so the first one, the plot of it, because they always have two plots. Yeah. The first plot was that uh, Morty inadvertently pissed off uh, Rick's nemesis. Mr. Nimbus. Mr. Nimbus. And thus Rick, out of fear, invites him to dinner in the hopes that he can resolve it and find peace uh while sending someone to find his magic conch <laughs> his magic his magic shell to break it and take away his power and the b story which was i mean mr nimbus was an incredibly fun character we'll talk more about him but the b story was the best story in my opinion yeah definitely morty again inadvertently pisses off 
an entire civilization yeah. of people. No, he, he doesn't just piss off a civilization, he creates he a civilization. He creates a civilization that see him as a devil and have literally grown in fear of and to of him defeat him. Worshipping him, you know, as like, yeah, as, as the devil. And he, the reason he does this is because time is there's a portal and time in their world moves a lot faster yeah so rick rick gives him some wine and he says oh mr nimbus only drinks the good stuff put this in this portal he's a little age super fast you know decades in minutes and he chucks it in there and he says okay you can go and get it out in like a couple of minutes and it will you know it will have aged by a couple of years yeah. and Mor- morty goes in there and you know <laughs> <laughs> and a kind old man with a pr- not even old a kind man with a pregnant wife it's like hello young man hello you're morty hello young morty man what are you doing here oh oh geez i'm just just here to get some wine oh you're here for wine well please mr young man let me help you. Let me let me help you deliver this wine through this portal. So he mm. takes the box of wine, oh, heavy box, and he goes through the portal with Morty. Mm. And Morty's like, oh, jeez, oh, jeez, old man. I, <laughs> oh, jeez, I've got to go upstairs. Do you have any advice? And the old man's like... And he gives him, like, heart-filled advice. Like Uncle Ben to Spider-Man level yeah. advice. Like, beautiful. Yeah. And Morty's like, oh, jeez, thanks, old man. And the guy goes back through the portal, and the house has aged dramatically. The land is dead. Everything's dark. He goes into the house, and he finds his wife, his wife's decayed corpse, <laughs> skeleton. Because he's been gone for, like, 20 years. 20, 30 years. And as he sees his dead wife, his aged son, who is now an adult, comes through the door, and is like, why did you abandon us, father? And as he's trying to explain, he says, oh, the little boy, the little boy through that portal. He gets killed by his own son. Yeah. He brings the wine to Mr. Nimbus. And okay, let's quickly talk more about Mr. Nimbus. What an amazing guy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they, 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 they tried to... They took the character idea of, you know, we're going to think of someone funny. We're going to make him weirdly sexual. <laughs> we're going to make him sexual. incredibly sexual. <laughs> For just no apparent reason. And he's going to be a fish man. You know, because we've got to make him weird as well. You can't have him, you know. He's like, yeah, he's like a, a hypersexual Aquaman. Yeah. Who is also an actual fish. He also has the best fucking three words, three lines that have the most impeccable delivery. (laughs) Recite them, Hector. (laughs) What's the first one? It's a fight. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Flee. (laughs) Because Mr. Nimbus controls the police. He controls the police. He controls the police. He controls the police. And why? Because he's Mr. Nimbus. Because he's Mr. Nimbus. And yeah, and he he also wants to have a freeway with uh, Jerry and Beth. But that plot's not too big, so we're not going to really discuss it, I feel like. Yeah, no. Yeah. But yeah, so he brings the wine to Mr. Nimbus. Mr. Nimbus cracks open a bottle, drinks some of it, smashes it on the ground and says, Another! There's only one wine left! Ah, oh, jeez! Ah, oh, jeez! And Morty gives him that wine. He takes a sip. There's no more wine for Morty and Jessica. What are they going to do? Morty goes back through the portal 
and the old man's son who killed him is now an old man himself and he looks up at Morty and goes you and points at him and uh, And he fucking rips off his shirt he rips off his shirt chiseled chiseled abs he's got an eight pack (laughs) and Morty begins to beat the shit out of him at which point his like grandchildren appear and they're like grandfather and uh, he's like it's him it's the boy and they're like oh my god you're pretending the truth grandfather he beats the shit out of the old man he gets the wine he leaves the grandfather might have died i don't remember but the grand the grandkids are like we should have believed you grandfather we're going to be ready next time shenanigans a montage (laughs) yes oh yeah so yeah i don't remember exactly how that wine gets destroyed (laughs) but eventually he needs to go back in for more wine he goes back in yeah, no, that is when the montage. The montage. They they have created a like castle fortress, a civilization with, with with the portal in the middle, and they're ready to strike any moment. He comes back in for more wine, and they're like, "Holy shit, it's him!" They all point several fucking missiles and guns and all that shit. That was like it was like catapults and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, like medieval type yeah. shit. And Moy's like, "Oh, geez, you, you don't need to do this, guys." And they all shoot it, and he goes through the portal, and he goes through the portal, and he gets pissed. And he's like, nah, fuck this. And he gets some of Rick's weapons. And I don't know if you know this, Hector, but Rick, he's a badass motherfucker. <laughs> he's a stone-cold dick killer. He's a stone-cold <laughs> dick killer. <laughs> and, and he, yeah, so he comes in and he fucks up. Because, again, he went through the portal. Time has passed. They thought he was dead. They had celebrated. He comes back through and annihilates most of the civilization, leaving only destroys a destroys the building. Him. The castle just topples to the ground. So he comes back through, and he's got the wine. And at this point, Mister Nimbus and Rick are and Rick are. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> Wait, can we pause? Yeah. I need to piss. You need to piss. I need to what piss. I'm gonna say this on podcast. I'm going for a fucking piss. Okay. Oh no. I was tripped on the podcast. This is live. This is live. We're streaming. While I'm here, I just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor. We we haven't we haven't got one. It'd be cool if we did. Maybe audible. Hmm. Right, uh where should we take it from? So, Morty had just, uh, just, you know, you just destroyed the castle. The castle was crumbling behind him. He did. Yeah. The castle was crumbling behind him. He gets back into the fucking kitchen where the entire family has, has, has uh, commerced, including Jessica. Uh, and Jerry, being a fucking Jerry, you know, <laughs> classic Jerry. Classic Jerry moment. They, it's a classic Jerry moment. Mm. Uh, he fucking makes him drop the wine, and Morty's like, oh, fuck. At which point, a Terminator version, essentially, of one of those guys from the portal. Oh. Wait, no. Wait, yeah. 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 Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, they trained a fucking super ninja Batman Terminator guy to go back in time wearing a super suit that prevents the time distillation shit. And... That will, like, you know, make him strong. And he goes and he tries to fight Morty. Jessica, I think it is, rips off one of the valves for the, the, the time distillation juice, whatever it is. Jizz. It's jizz. It's 
it's calm. It's calm. It's calm. So yes, and and she rips that off, and the guy like gets sent through time, and he goes to the end of time, and he sees like the giant bird of time. Uh, <laughs> Such a waste. Such a waste. <laughs> and, then he, and then he dies. But Jessica gets pulled back through the portal because she touched this guy's suit, which kind of allowed him to be in Morty's world, you know, where time travels at a different speed. Fucking Jessica fucked with it and she got sucked back into the back into the other dimension with, with the suit. Yeah, and even you gotta remember, even a single second in the other dimension in our dimension could be days in that other dimension so she was she was still living by the like time rules of uh of like you know normal so like she went in there and she was in there for decades and then morty came through but she wasn't able to move or speak or do anything yeah because they, they put her in the, yeah like they froze her in time so she, she, was didn't, frozen she didn't age time. or anything and then morty comes releases her and tries to bring down the entire empire, right? But they're too strong. And when he eventually does come to save her, he is greeted by an older Morty, <laughs> by a tree in whiteness. And he lets his guard down, and they're, they're like, yeah, we gar him. Could you believe we gar him with that fucking tree bullshit? What the fuck? Right, it's, it's a really funny scene. So yeah, and at which point, uh, once he tries to bring down that little government, uh, he tries to run through the portal, they grab him. He shouts for Rick. Rick is having an argument with Mr. Nimbus. Mr. Nimbus. Because Mr. Nimbus is like, I know your true self, Rick. You know, I am your best friend, you know. And, and your enemy. And he says my, he says uh, what leads to my favourite line of the episode. Genuinely. One of my favourite lines in all of Rick and Morty. He mentions Rick's uh, ex-wife, Deborah, causing Rick he's to... Like, uh, he's like, um, he's like, or oh, maybe it's because I am the only man to see how far you have fallen. What would Deborah think? And Rick goes, Don't you start spouting canonical bullshit with me, you little reckless. <laughs> he was like, Don't start establishing canonical backstory with me, you fucking piece of shit. And then it comes back to Morty, like, screaming. Such a good fucking line. I cried of laughter when yeah. I first heard that. Yeah, that was good. And yeah, so he leaves Mr. Nimbus and he runs in to save Morty. And then it's actually it's a cool little moment where he you know we know that Rick has like cybernetic implants and he's a powerful guy and they just fucking whip all of them out in an instant and Rick's like well fuck like <laughs> we're fucked yeah and then once they're cornered and it seems like they're about to die who comes in but Mister Nimbus who controls the place by the way yeah and he he floods the other dimension which actually leads me to believe maybe like. The other, t- like, how did he's he get there? He's an interdimensional god. Yeah, he's he he's, exists on, he's Mr. Nimbus. He exists on oceans of every dimension. Everywhere. You know, you know. They say he cold, he controls the police, but were he you foolish enough? <laughs> were you foolish enough to believe that was all he could do? My God, he is more powerful than Rick. That's why he's yeah. scared of him. He's actually the most powerful man in the universe, <laughs> Mr. Nimbus. <laughs> oh my God, it's Mr. Nimbus. <laughs> Mr. Nimbus. That's why he's his most greatest enemy. He is, and yeah. So they get back to Earth and more. Is like, oh Jessica, I'd love to see you again. And Jessica's like, no, I've lived for countless decades. I've seen civilization grow and collapse, and I am essentially a time god, time lord, time god. And she's so she's like a Rick now. She's more like she's, Rick ba- than she's basically now. lived for tens of thousands of years. Yeah, like she's got more experience in her head than Rick does at this point. Probably yeah. we don't know how long. Maybe Rick has frozen his age and he's actually four billion years. Old. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> With a show like that, who does? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and fucking 
And yeah, and they, Rick and Mr. Nimbus, you know, they're like, they're, they seem to be buddy buddies. Like, hey, I, we, the, the peace treaty is done, man. I forgive you. And then someone comes in with the shell. Mr. Nimbus is like, you traitor! And begins beating the shit out of Rick. And, yeah, Summer, and, then, and then Summer's like, what should I do? What should I do? Should I blow the horn? Should I blow the shell? Don't blow like, the shell! No, don't blow it. And she blows the shell, obviously. She blows it. And and, and then he and then he just grows shit tons of muscles. Mr. Nimbus becomes super hench. He becomes he as buff the as the old man in the He in beats the, the shit out of him even more. <laughs> At which point the police arrive, and Mr. Nimbus is just like, please, take this scumbag away. And they do, because he controls police. Yeah, he's like, but police take this piece of shit to jail. <laughs> <laughs> and as he's getting in the car, Rick shouts, I told you guys, he's a stone cold dick killer. He's an ice cold dick killer. <laughs> he's an ice cold dick killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck it up. Yeah, but that is a fucking brilliant way to come back. It was top tier Rick and Morty. The second episode, mm, alright, this one I know the title of. It's Mortiplicity. Yeah. And the plot of the episode is that we won't talk about this one for too long because there's not actually that much to talk about with this one. No. Um, yeah, basically, it turns out Rick, uh, with his severe paranoia that he's always in danger, has created decoys of the family. But those decoys being exactly like Rick. Yes, the decoys are basically, well, they call them decoys, but the decoys are basically clones of himself and everyone else in the family put in an exact copy of the house. Well, they're not the just clones, because remember, there's that scene where Summer skins get rid of, she's got a robot arm. Yeah, so they're basically, well, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, 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 that's a part of the plot. The originals are clones, but then as the decoys continue, the decoys are, they get worse you know, and worse. Their, their DNA gets, like, corrupted, because, you know, when you make a copy of a copy, yeah. things start to get weird. Yeah. And, and that's basically, you know, there's copies, making copies of copies. It's yeah. like someone has screenshotted an Instagram picture. Lots of times, yeah. over and over again. Yeah. And now there's exactly seven pixels in the image, you know. But yeah, and so, and so, uh, you know, with with these decoys there, an unknown force starts killing. You know, this family, and they look this like big decoys. octopus monsters. If yeah, they look like they look like flying octopus aliens monsters. Yeah, yeah, squids, space squids, space something squids. like that. And they kill the family. You know, we see them all die, and then it cuts to another family you know and Rick's like oh shit the decoy family died and that's when we realised oh you know the people we were just watching were decoys and then uh, and, and then, I remember then, when we first watched this, this when we, our first reaction to this episode we were into it at first yeah because at first it was really cool being like oh shit no, no, no that's the decoy and then as the episode progressed and more and more happened we were just eventually it was like well Obviously, these aren't the real family. I mean, who knows who the real family is? Because, like, yeah, at the beginning, you're kind of like, oh shit, they just died. I bet this is the real Rick and Morty. You know, our Rick and Morty. And then those guys die. And you're like, oh fuck. Well, it has to be these guys. And then those guys die. You did then- have one interesting hook. I like that all the decoys that we were followed, when they get killed by another family, we start to just follow that family. Yeah. Like nothing ever happened. Yeah. I like that angle of it. Yeah. But yeah, and then. And then it just continues. It, it, it just ends, continues. It continues until it ends in a big decoy war where a family of Rick and Morty that you assume is the real one uh, uh, survive, only to be taken out by... Uh, what's his name? Mr. Always Wants to be Hunted? Mr. Mr. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hunt me, hunt me. Hunt me, hunt me. And he comes in, yeah, so he's introduced at the beginning, shouting, hunt me, hunt 
me. And at the end, he comes in, he kills the family, and he's like, you should have hunted me. And the Rick that he kills doesn't know anything about him. So he's like, what? Who are you? Did, did we set you up? Are you significant to the plot? Why do you always want to be hunted? There were so many questions. And then he dies. <laughs> and then at the very end, we go to what we actually believe to be the last family, because they are the only ones that are in space. And he does say at the beginning that decoys aren't that good at space travel and they're mainly restricted to, like, Earth-based adventures. Yeah. And they're also with Clone Beth. Clone Beth. Clone Beth. Yeah. And uh, and he's like, oh, one of the decoy families are dead. And they're like, what? Basically, it was a giant filler episode. It was fun. But it was... was, I I did did really feel that while watching it. Like, you know, it got towards the end and I was like... This is just like nothing. We're basically just watching nothing. It's just like a fun little bit, you know. It's a bit it's of fun, fun at first, for sure. It's a bit of fun. It's a cool concept, and they fleshed it out to be an episode that and has no impact on the plot. To, and to be fair, one of the things that did keep me engaged was the deformities of the decoys going in. Like we had wooden decoys. We had that fucking serial killer Rick decoy. Yeah. Uh, and the fucking end credit scene with uh with puppet Jerry. Like his his head becomes the only part of him, and he, that head lives through generations. Oh my god, yeah, yeah that's fucked. That was one of the best end credit scenes ever. That was an amazing end credit scene. Yeah, but overall, yeah, the episode was, it was just a very episode. Meta. Yeah, it was just like they had some cool ideas, and they're like, right, we'll just we'll just we'll just do them as a separate thing. Yeah, you know, they just kind of put it in there. And yeah, and then the third episode, we seem to have mixed opinions about. Actually, it's called a Rick convenient mort. and basically the plot of it uh, again there's two plots Uh, yeah the second one didn't have two plots it was just all about that which was interesting not many episodes do that a lot of episodes have A, B and C plots but that one was just one big A plot but yeah so in this one the A plot is that Morty has met a superhero called Planetina and she is a fucking Captain Planet Earth based superhero who and she like the... saves the world by like yeah, you she... know stopping pollution and stopping yeah. littering yeah and she's you know she's eco-friendly and the power of the environment and um yeah Morty falls for her hard even though she's like an older woman and uh she has, like, these kids, like, you know, because Captain Planet, who is based on, he had kids who had rings, and they put them together. They put the, yeah, yeah, so there was a group of friends that had the rings, and when they put the rings together, it conjured up Planetina. But in this, in the Rick and Morty world, all these kids have grown up, and they're all using her for uh, money. And they, they're actually planning, and this was a weird joke I realised for the episode to do in, like, 2021. They're going to sell her to a random Arab. Yeah. Like, just an Arab. They, spe- yeah. they specify Arab. Yeah. Like, that was like a family guy 2012 joke. It does, doesn't it? But yeah, and then we meet Eddie. Now, Eddie was fun. Eddie was a fun character. The, uh, like, the, the, the guy who's one of the kids, but he's like a fucking mafia boss. Yeah. And, he, and he's like, you know, hey, we don't want you to get hurt, kid. Yeah, oh, my kind of God, thing. yeah. yeah. And then Morty it. fucking destroys him. Yeah, basically, he fucking challenges Morty. You know, He challenged human. Morty fucking Smith. Does he realise what he just did? The mortiest Morty. The mortiest Morty. You know? And he did that. The OG. You know, the fucking OG Morty. Yeah. Well... As far as we know. As far yeah, as we know. <laughs> yeah, it could be a decoy. It could be in a different timeline. Maybe even Morty's the OG Morty. Who knows? Oh, God. Yeah. So he kills the kids and gets their rings, which is... Uh, I shouldn't have even mentioned it because it, it's never brought up again. He gets the rings of the kids, which give them powers. He basically becomes like a fucking airbender from Avatar. Yeah. And he never uses those rings again. 
which hopefully they come yeah. back. Yeah. You know, because that's basically yeah. like they're fucking infinity. They, yeah, they basically like, introduced like element elemental like power. Yeah. As like a thing, you know, they like Morty. Morty basically beat the shit out of this guy that was did, trying to. That was trying with to everything he's seen, I get him not being that impressive. It, but damn, would come in handy. You can't deny that. You'd keep those rings on you more, eh? And yeah, and eventually, Planetina. Now she hasn't got her fucking kids that are ground her. She ends up becoming a uh, murderess because humans are just awful and we're destroying the planet. This is actually a global warming message in the middle of the podcast, okay? We need to wake up, okay? Listen to Planetina, voiced by the amazing Alison Brie. Listen to her because she's right. We should all... Oh my god, that's too much, too, much, too much for YouTube. <laughs> but fucking... That is actually... That... I might have to bleep that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and Morty is not happy with the fact that his... his love interest is murderous so he leaves her and that's basically the end of that little story and then the B story is Rick and Summer are going to free planetary apocalypses in order to eat ass and pussy and tits it's a bit distasteful and and Rick picks up a fucking I think her name's like Stephanie or something yeah and uh, she's got the, the galaxy's greatest elbows titties her elbow titties have lit she says and you know what this is one of the this is like an amazing quote she said that those elbow titties have started wars <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see an episode based on that. The elbow titties of this alien have started wars. They're that good. Yeah. And yeah, and by the end, uh, on the third planet, which the entire planet is having an orgy, there's a father fucking a son. Like, the entire planet is fucking. Uh, Someone adverts the apocalypse in order to show Rick that Stephanie is like superficial, which she is, and proves. And uh, Rick is like, I've got to hand it to you, Summer. That was a very Rick move of you. You know, I'm proud of you. And Summer's like, I love you, Grandpa. And he's like, don't make it weird, Summer. And uh, and that's, yeah, that's, that's that story. And yeah, I personally, I think this is... I've slept on it, okay? I have. Mm. I think this actually is one of the weakest episodes of Rick and Morty. Really? I actually do. Why? It's just... it. <laughs> It's hard to explain, but especially now with, like, how the show has, like, grown and progressed, like, there's been an evolution in the way they tell stories. Like, I mentioned it with uh, the the Vat of Acid episode is a really good example. That episode could not be watched at any point before the point it was aired because of how far their relationship had grown, you know? Yeah. But in this one, it seems to reduce all the characters back to an original self. Morty has been through a lot, and he has killed a lot of people. Him being horrified by her killing 30 people, that's like season one Morty. Like, he shouldn't be that horrified by it at this point. He's seen a lot worse. And Rick, Rick falling in love and doing that sort of shit, like, that's that's season one Rick. Maybe that was supposed to be it. Like, we haven't seen him in love since Unity. And in the Unity episode, if you forget, that ending was him trying and failing to kill himself. One of the darkest endings of an episode. He yeah. was devastated by Unity. We haven't seen him fall in love since. It just, it honestly, it felt like a season one episode. But it's in season five. And that's a problem. But the thing they have to fall back on is that they can time and, travel. And to be fair, no, but they don't. They don't time travel. Not in Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty done, they've only done time travel once in the Snake episode. 
here's what here's what I'm thinking because I actually found out the writer of this episode. This was his first Rick and Morty episode. Maybe this was, was it? A, yeah. Maybe this was a script he'd written for season one. Oh, because that that's honestly that's how it felt to me. Like the characters, the, their evolution for the past like f- fucking f- mainly two seasons. The two seasons like three and four when it became like different and darker and weirder. If yeah, it felt like a pre. It felt like a pre wedding squanches episode because the yeah. wedding squanches, the season two finale, changed the game of Rick and Morty. It changed the show. Yeah, it felt pre that. It did, but however, also, it kind of like reminds you that Morty is just a kid, and his grandpa Rick is just a man. You know, you can take it in that way as well because you know his grandpa Rick. You know, Rick. You know, he's done all this shit, but he is just a man. You know, he only has the brain of a human. Yeah, but that's that, even even that is a pre-season two thing. Remember, I told you, season three was the first season to call Rick outright the smartest man in the universe, to make him like an actual god. He hasn't been presented as just a man since season two. That's true. It just, it, it felt like it was treading old ground and it hadn't catched up with the new material. Like, like Morty two episodes prior destroyed an entire civilization and she killed 30 people it, it to me it just it felt it felt off to me however people do self-project you know when they when they feel like they've done something horrific they'll self-project if someone does something similar they'll overreact to it I mean she didn't die at the end maybe she'll come back yeah you know, it could be, it could be, you know, it could be, you know, because it kind of reveals his mum was right. You know, his mum yeah. said, you aren't ready for, for a relationship at this age. You know, it won't last, you know, it won't last, it won't last a month. And it didn't. It didn't. You know, it didn't. She was right. She was ultimately right. She knew her son best and she knew that he was still a 14 year old boy. Look, she knew, but I just feel like her reason for why was very different. And the real reason for why it didn't work out from the show's logic seems almost hypocritical which is because for her it was a case of no there's an age difference you're just a child but the show presents it as no he's like you know he's he's horrified by these murders and like you know he's horrified by the fact that he can't have one nice thing that doesn't turn bad kind of thing yeah but again, the show, the sh- it's, he's done so much worse. He, right, forget the fucking destroying a civilization thing. Do you remember what he did to Summer's ex boyfriend? So, yeah, that's the episode where she becomes a giant uh, because she's trying to grow out her big boobies so that her ex boyfriend, Ethan, do you remember Ethan? That was, his, that was his name. Yeah, yeah, I do. So, Maury takes that machine that she used to become a giant. And he confronts Ethan in the forest, and he's like, you made my sister cry, Ethan. That's not nice. And then he turns the machine on, and then in the end credits scene to that episode, we see what he did to Ethan. And he has grown and shrunk various parts of his body, making him a deformed fucking monster. And he left him in the woods, and we see him waddling home, crying. Holy shit. That's what Morty did to that teenage boy because he dumped his teenage girlfriend. Yeah, that's that's serious. Like, he has done some shit. I just thought it was hypocritical. He's done worse. He's done a lot worse than killing Faye. But minus. that's the thing. A 14-year-old boy would be immature and hypocritical. Mm. So they did a good job. Yeah, I suppose. Because they pissed you off. Look, yeah. maybe when... Look, when the, fi- when the season finishes, you know, and I've had a lot of time to sleep in it... I'm sure my my rating of the episode might change. Uh, who knows? But for now, 
Eh, I don't know. I personally thought it was better than the previous episode. I'm The previous episode explored nothing other than their idea. It didn't explore the characters, it didn't further anything that was already established. Whereas this episode, you get to see Morty properly falling in love. Like, you know, it's different to the Vat of, Ap- the Vat of Acid episode. It's different to the previous stuff, you know, with Jessica. He, you know, he properly falls in love, you know, like properly. And his mum is like there and it kind of like shows the dynamic between him and his mum through that process of him falling in love and thinking he's ready to move out. And then his mother was ultimately right that he wasn't ready. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I didn't feel it. Again, if it came out in season one or two, I might have a really different reaction to it. Mm. But I don't know. It just, it didn't feel right where it was placed. I respect that opinion. Now, you said in the pee break that you had another idea about the film, so let's go back to that. Oh. You mentioned uh, about mirrors. What if... So, you know, if you're filming this, one, you know, it's, it's all great in practice, you know. We can have a, a great story, but it's a film. It needs visuals, you know, and it's going to be challenging to visually show a film that resides in the one room and it's an empty room that's completely white that's there's gonna be a film challenge there how do you do that and i think one thing to help with that is to add in one really really simple element that adds an additional aspect of visual to it and that's a mirror if you put a mirror in there it now incorporates, you know, his interaction with visual stuff. He's going to be interacting with himself in the mirror, pulling weird faces, talking to himself. You know, he might have conversations and, like, you know, picture a made-up scene through the mirror that we get to see through the perspective of the mirror, if you see what I mean. Yeah. You know, he plays a character, oh, hi, Bobby, how are you doing? And he suddenly flips around, oh, hi, Harry, yeah, I'm just doing the farming, doing the farming, and he's, he's talking to himself in the mirror picturing the scene you know you could do shit like that like weird shit like that yeah. and that's what a man would do when he I, starts to lose his mind I love this idea for one specific reason I think when he reaches his lowest point in the room <coughs> when he reaches his lowest point in the room he has to smash the mirror mm. as soon as you do that you've kind of cut yourself off from any visual contact plus anything it, but here's the thing once he smashes that mirror he gets a thing he can use to kill himself. Oh. Oh my god. Yeah. But that's the thing. Do we want to give him that? Do we want to make that easy for him? I didn't think about that. No, it would just have to be like something that you can't break, like plastic. Like a, like a plastic window. Rather than a mirror actually hanging on the wall, it's like there's a window in the wall and he can't break the glass it's like really thick either really thick you know glass. what then if that's actually the case that might actually be better because it might actually feel like it might actually be really disorientating to be constant like make the entire wall a mirror like you're like you're living or with yourself it looks like a two way what do you call it a one way uh, window mm. what's that is that what it's called do you mean like a one way one way window you know, where people can... It's a window on the other side. They can see you. But when you look, it's a mirror. What's that called? What, just like reflective? Like, like two-way? 
two-way glass. It's a two-way mirror? Is that what it's called? Don't Google it. <laughs> I'm not going to Google it. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like, like, it's a mirror for them, but, you know, the person on the other side can see you. Yeah. You know, what if it's like that, you know, just in the wall? He can't break it. The glass is too thick. He can see that it's a fucking one of those because there's glass in front of it. Yeah, but can, yeah, but that's the thing. If it's the entire wall, he can get that disorientating feeling of, like, like he's constantly, he's watching himself go through However, this. However, I feel like that changes... Very, that dramatically changes the feel of the movie because it's now a lot more visual than mental because it's more about it's more about him losing his mind because of how disorienting and creepy it is to be in a mirror whereas if it's just one mirror it's more about no that's what I mean it can be one mirror but I mean yeah. like can't it be like can the entire wall be a mirror not a wall of mirrors one big mirror that's a good question where so it's like the room is like twice the size like there's an invisible, like there's an invisible barrier in the middle. I feel like to overcome technical challenges, you'd want it to just be one mirror. Yeah, but here's the thing: I thought of a really cool scene there because if you do it like that, so like it genuinely, it's so perfect. It looks like there's like an invisible barrier, and it looks like the only thing stopping him from coming to the other side is him. And at one point, he could convince himself that he actually did pass through the mirror, and he like passed through himself. But how would you film that? Because if it's a wall, a mirror, you've got the cameraman standing there. What, we're going to pay someone to, to properly do that nicely? Because I... Oh, that that's is a really a, good question. That is a challenge. We, like, yeah, challenge. filming that would be a bitch. Oh, you're right. Fuck's sake. Yeah, it, would it have, have to be, be a normal mirror. It would have to be a single... A single... A single mirror. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you're right. It would have to be a single mirror. But yeah, no, like... Because yeah, it'd still be disorientating. Yeah, you, you. I think visually, you. It'd be yeah. It'd be a really good addition to have that, and to have like we could like like in Spider Man when Norman Osborn and the Green Goblin had that talk in the middle. Yeah, something like that. Do shit like that. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Alright, so how like we're gonna have to wrap up the podcast soon. So what better way to wrap it up than talking about how would we wrap up this movie? What. What ending do we want to give this guy? There's different options, aren't there? Yeah, you could I'm leave thinking. it. You could leave it a mystery, so we don't actually know. Did he get out? Was he let out? Is he still in there? It kind of leaves it open, but that also comes across as kind of lazy. Here's the thing: there's a very specific reason I don't want to do that, and that's because I did that with my first film. <laughs> so I want to give this one a nice closed ending. Do does the guy? Who put him there? Does he okay. get caught? Here, here we need we need to ask what what do we want our film to achieve? As in, what do what effects do we want it to leave on people? Do we want it to teach people what you know? It's a film about how far it takes a man uh, to want to commit suicide. To to truly commit, which to means dying. The, which means the entire film is about mental health. Well, no, actually, it's dude. It's the same as the resource thing. It's about isolation. Yeah, that's what the film is about. Which is, you know, it's a film you know about... struggling, struggling through anxiety, depression. You know, yeah. social anxiety. It's not just. It's not just people. a film about being trapped in a room. It's a film about feeling yeah. like you are trapped in a room alone. You know, and yeah, no, that's actually, yeah. And if that's the case, then I guess the message is there's hope. Yeah, no, that, that's we, a good message have, to have. We have to let him out of the room then. Yeah, it, we, there cannot you know, be any hope. You know, it shows, but it needs to show. He he wasn't just let out of the room. He didn't he didn't just get out of the room and everything. He was like, oh, what he figured a way out of the room. No, 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 I mean like I mean I mean you know he gets out of the room, but it's not over. 
you know, he's got the mental struggle now to recover oh, yeah. from what just happened to him. You know, we could show like a part of that because what would actually happen to a man if you came out of that situation? Realistically, what do you actually think you would be like after you came out of that situation? You would dissociate from humanity, essentially. Yeah. Like, yeah, you would, you would feel, you would be so, you would have felt so completely alone that other people would be like, I don't know, scary in a way. Like, as much as you wanted it, you'd be almost like, for, for you, for that, that's such a long amount of time. Yeah, it, you'd feel like tremendous anxiety about going back into the real world as much as you want it. That's why I, I suggested that possible dark ending uh, earlier, that maybe he doesn't want to leave the wall. The room. <laughs> I called it the wall. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. <laughs> but yeah, no, maybe, yeah, right, but no, he has to leave. Does the guy who put him there get caught? Does he get justice? Is the, is, is, is the lesson, is the, what, you know, the meaning behind this really about why the person did it to him, or is it more about what happens when that, when you, I think it's more about what happens to a man when you're put in that place. If the person doesn't get caught, then we don't need to reveal his identity. Yeah. Which we don't. Like, we don't. Yeah. yeah. It's not really relevant why, you know, you know, him him being, you know, even just just him being him being caught or him being brought to justice isn't relevant to the story. It's just kind of like a side note to make the viewers feel like, oh yeah, everything's okay. You no, know we could do we could have it be like throughout the film, uh he's trying like he's going through people he's wronged like in his head like trying to figure out who would be deranged enough to do this to me yeah what did i do you know and he's going through like <laughs> my name is Earl still he's going through the list of all the things he's <laughs> yeah. done wrong his name is Earl. can we call him can we call him can we call him Earl? can that be his name now the man's name is Earl. the man's name is Earl. right but you know we could portray portray him he's beginning the process of finding out who did this. So the movie ends and we know that he's gone out there to try and find who did this. I don't know about that one, because again, that seems like we're opening up to like a franchise, a sequel. That's true. Maybe it's the opposite. Maybe uh, someone like, suggests that and he's like, I'm, I'm just trying, I just want to let it go. Yeah. You know? yeah, I mean, to be fair, yeah. Yeah, that would be severely traumatic. Like, I, I, as much as I would love justice after all of that, I just want to be... I'm ironically enough I just want to be left alone yeah something like that we can end it on like that sort of twisted irony line of I, yeah ironically enough I Does, just want to be do you think it alone. would just completely mentally destroy you it's the entire situation of it though yeah like like the the, the fact that like again resource it fucked him up he was in there he for three days, days and he could have left knew that he could have left whenever he wanted like in that situation, there'd be so much. It's a lot different. There'd be so much trauma. Yeah, but man, it's gonna be an interesting thing to explore on on screen. Yeah, I actually yeah. We, so this episode, and I actually I suggested this in the pee break, but we might as well uh, talk about that. Yeah, we're gonna try and do this more. We'll do some episodes where we uh we 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 find a good idea and we try and like you know create a film like we try and plan it out and shit because hey you know. That's the plan, you know. We want to make films. We want to do shit. Yeah, yeah. And this is the best way. And this to is the it best out. way to practice it, you know. Doing it a podcast is. where we talk about it, you know. Doing a podcast where we talk about it. It. What is it? 
You'll find out in the next episode. It's true. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. No, I'm just kidding. It's cringe. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be fair, I mean, we practically, like... Obviously, we, we'll go into it in more detail, but... I mean, that's the groundwork for the film right there, you know? Yeah. Like, I say, the deed is done. On to the next one. On to the next one. We're, gonna, we're shaking hands we're shaking now. shaking hands now. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you for listening to this episode of... of Never green. Never green. Uh, it's yeah. I mean, we're gonna record it weekly, but I don't know if we're, are we releasing it weekly. We can do. Yeah, we can do. What, what day should we try release? I mean, to be fair, give me enough time. If we're recording it Thursdays, let's say episodes Wednesdays. Yeah. Give me enough time. Gives you a week, says. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that works. That works out best. So yeah, this episode will be released on a Wednesday, and next Wednesday you can expect a new episode of. Never green. Oh yeah. And yeah, if you do happen to listen to this, uh, comment some things for us to talk about. You know, comment some movie ideas. We yeah. will comment a, comment the most random batshit weird idea you've got, and we will make it a movie. Of course, if Kevin, anything. if yeah. Kevin Smith can make the film Tusk, yeah, we can make anything. Anything. The, yeah, anything. The, the universe is our oyster at this point. You know. It's true. Tusk. Tusk is... By the way, uh, you know what? One day we're going to do a podcast where we review that movie. Most definitely. But you know what? We're going to do a double podcast. One where we review it, and then we're going to do a fucking full-length commentary track where we watch it and we, we talk through so I haven't the seen movie. it yet. I haven't seen this movie yet. Oh my God, you know what? We're actually going to do that. Yeah. yeah, can we actually do that? Yeah, That's definitely. a good reason for you to watch it, because he's scared to watch it. He doesn't no, want to no, watch I'm not, Tusk. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not scared to watch it. I just don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, don't, I, don't, I don't watch movies anyway, so I especially don't want to watch that. <laughs> but if we record a commentary track where we talk over then, it... Yeah, I would watch it, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for listening. I have been Bradley. And I've been Hector. And we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Nice. <laughs> 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 How the fuck do you pause this thing?